At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Cap here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. It's not Tim Murray and Sean King. I'm Jeff Parles. He's Wes Reynolds. Happy to be with you. By the way, uh, Tim Murray texted both of us to uh, remind you great listeners out there that uh, him and Sean have the have the uh, have the uh, bet, mm-hmm. cigar bet on the Duke and Gonzaga game. Mr. King has Duke outright, yes. Wes Reynolds. And so far, Mr. King looking okay so far in this one. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, we're on uh, Duke plus the points. Uh, uh, nice uh, little uh, interesting uh, nugget here right at the uh, T-Mobile Arena. Uh, longtime uh, auto dealer here locally, Cliff Finley, mm-hmm. sitting courtside next to the Duke bench wearing that red UNLV cap, uh, and uh, maybe Coach K looks over at him like, mm, yeah, you got you got us that year, in Indi- or we got you that year in Indianapolis. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, again, right now, live Duke five-and-a-half-point underdogs uh, over at DraftKings, uh, plus 190 on the money line with a live total of 156. But let's dive back in to the, the, to the card in the, uh, in the NFL. And uh, I want to – we'll skip around here a little bit. I'm going to avoid the Jet-Texan game because, uh, mm-hmm. Wes, uh, we have two games on the card that are you could argue would in every other week would easily be the ugliest game on the card. Jets, Texans, and the Falcons and the Jaguars both on the card this week. 
Uh, Jets right now, by the way, two and a half point underdogs against the Texans. But I do want to go to the other New York team. The New York Giants, they are hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Contest, three and a half. Now you're starting to see fours in the market with Philadelphia laying uh, the uh, the Sirianni syndicate, as you have said, Wes, on the network. Uh, we're starting to see it show up. It is every single week. The Eagles have taken money on Friday and Saturday leading into the game. Sometimes it worked. Uh, last week, the Denver game worked. Sometimes it is not. The uh, the Charger game, it did not. The Raider game, it did not in these last mm-hmm. in this last month. Wes, uh, I, here's the deal. The Giants firing Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator. Freddie Kitchens, yes, he's back. He's now the offensive yeah. coordinator play caller for the New York football Giants this week. Do you have the fortitude to take the Giants at home here, getting the four? That's kind of where I was I was leaning a little bit because, look, I've been a little bit higher on Philadelphia. I've been siding with that Sirianni syndicate. Uh, been pretty good over the last couple weeks. Got there as an outright underdog winner at Denver. And then hadn't won a game at the link all year, and they were favored against the New Orleans Saints and a pretty easy cover. New Orleans made it a little bit more cosmetically competitive down the stretch. It was a 40-29 to Eagles win. But now you get the Eagles in a role they're not used to. And that's what I like to play in the NFL, a little, little bit against that role reversal. When you got a team that's been an underdog or maybe a very small home favorite, now they got to go get it done away from home. And I know of the New York Giants, uh, look, not much to write home about in terms of what we saw on Monday night as they were kind of the get-right game for Tampa Bay. But they did fire Jason Garrett, and now they have Freddie Kitchens as the offensive coordinator, as our as our colleague Matt Humans calls him, Larry the Cable Guy, <laughs> is going to get his chance to call plays. And look, I don't really know what he's going to do, how differently he is going to approach this. Look, the offense isn't going to change, but in terms of maybe some of the play calling uh, or what he's going to do, is he going to maybe use Daniel Jones a little bit more as a runner? He may kind of have to, based on the injury report we saw from the uh, – Giants on that side today with receiver. We know uh, uh, John Ross is going to be listed as questionable, so he might play, but Kadarius Tony going to be doubtful with that quad injury. Kyle Rudolph, the tight end, doubtful with an ankle injury. We know Caden Smith out with a concussion. Sterling Shepard out with a quad injury. Dante Pettis has already been out for the season. He went out, I believe, last week with the shoulder injury. So, you know, the Giants receiving core has not really been healthy all year. It looks like Galladay and Slayton are going to be able to go, but pretty limited there. So now is where you need to use Saquon Barkley a little bit more in the passing game. And he's still, I think he's always listed as questionable. I think he's probably going to play this week, but Giants very shorthanded. I think that was kind of the reaction. I don't know if it was necessarily the Sirianni syndicate this particular week. I think it maybe have been just the adjustment on the injuries because Philadelphia looks a lot healthier than the Giants, but Man, I, I I don't know if I really want to lay Philadelphia here. I kind of think like this is a you know maybe it maybe a sell high spot if you will for a team that is five and six, but all of a sudden looks like you know maybe if things break the right way they can go ahead and get one of the wild card spots. I got to tell you this with uh, with following uh, a lot of people out of Philadelphia today, Wes. Mm-hmm. The conversation wasn't just. The Eagles are going to make the playoffs. It's the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. As of course we know. it is. So, so of course it is. I, I you you bring up one really important point here, and we're talking about a team that right now, look, if the Eagles win, regardless of result in San Francisco, the Philadelphia Eagles would be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. 
if they win on Sunday against the Giants. We're talking about a team that has absolutely no experience in this role, like you said, being a road favorite against a divisional opponent. A team that, look, West, they weren't competitive, realistically competitive for a playoff berth last year in Jalen Hurts' rookie year, and they've kind of slowly under the radar made the run here back into Kansas. Well, and you look at this schedule, by the way, not only being favored in at the Giants Stadium, but also they're going to get the Jets the next week. They'll be favored the again. Road. They're going to get the Washington football team at home. They get the Giants back at home, and then they have another game at Washington down at FedEx Field, and then they close with the Cowboys. So you got an Eagles team, including this week, that is probably going to be favored barring a catastrophe or any major injury that is going to be favored in their next five games. So all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of like that old Barry Manilow song, I made it through the rain, and now the <laughs> Eagles have kind of made it through the rain because this schedule is very, I think, attainable for them. So I think maybe saying, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl or something, that's a little premature. That's a lot premature, actually. But look, Eagles have run for 175 yards in four straight games. And the schedule obviously is is hospitable for the Eagles, uh, but something is telling me that I don't know if I want any part of this road favorite necessarily. Yeah, it's a stay off for me. I may end up on if I bet this game, I'm only ending up on the New York Giants. Mm -hmm. And with that said, it would probably be an in-game play because I need to see what the play calling is with Freddie Kitchens, right? Because it very easily could be Jason Garrett 2.0. And then you want nothing to do with that And the Giants, look, they have won their last two as a home dog, of Mm -hmm. course, against the Raiders back on November 7th, back against Carolina near the end of October. They did win as home dogs. And we know that the Giants' role, really, their best role is as a road underdog, even though it wasn't so much in Tampa Bay on Monday night. Quick update, just down the road at T-Mobile Arena, the Duke Blue Devils, an 8-0 run, capped by a Paolo Banchero 3-27-18 Blue Devils, and Paolo's already got 13, Wes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Paolo's saying, hey, hold the hold, stop the bus on Chet Holmgren here of being a number one pick. You know, I am very much here. Paolo Benchero with 13 points. Mark Williams with six, 27 to 18. Uh, Duke Blue Devils shooting very well. Gonzaga, not quite. Maybe maybe they, uh, they shot all their bullets uh, on Tuesday night in this very same arena against UCLA. Gonzaga, seven of 18 from the floor, including two of 10 from the three. And, and, and look, Duke is... Uh... Duke's getting some calls, Wes. Shocking. Holmgren's on the bench with two fouls right now also. That's what I said, man. Duke been getting these for 30 years. (laughs) Like, like, come on now. It's like, you think you get calls on the road? Coach Gale raised you one in his retirement year. Let's uh, pivot back to the NFL. A really interesting game in Indianapolis. The Colts coming off just eviscerating the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, 41-15. to Scorigami gets the square on that one. Uh, they'll get Tampa, who really took it to the Giants on Monday night. Tampa's laying three at the Luke. Total's 53 and a half, Wes. This number feels right, mm-hmm. but I would I will probably end up betting Indianapolis taking the three because the home road splits that have been well documented. Tampa is the best team in the NFL when they're playing at Raymond James Stadium this year. They have been mediocre at best away from it. And they're getting an Indianapolis team that, look, this is as healthy as they have been all year when you look at it. Quentin Nelson's still questionable, but he was a limited participant with that ankle injury. I think Big Q is going to probably go. Darius Leonard, he usually sits out kind of the midweek practices as kind of a precautionary measure. Been battling a little bit of an ankle injury too, but he is going to go, and he is the leader of that defense. And look, 
Indianapolis has got to come in with some confidence because that's what we were talking about when we ended up on that side against the Bills last week. It was like, you know what? This team has not beaten a team with a winning record. The best team that they had beaten was the 49ers. You look at who they have defeated. They defeated Miami. They defeated the Texans. They defeated the Jaguars. Like, they defeated some of the real dregs of the National Football League. So it's like, okay, you got to prove it to me a little bit. And the Colts absolutely did against Buffalo, 41-15. to Jonathan Taylor, now the MVP talk. Uh, you know, obviously a dark horse uh, with all these quarterbacks ahead of him, but certainly should get some merit. I think he's the best running back in the National Football League right now. He keeps proving it, I think, every single week. Just, uh, you know, Frank Reich and uh, – the brain trust there in Indianapolis finally deciding, hey, we got to run the ball a little bit. Colts, by the way, after that 0-3 start, a 6-2 straight up and ATS run, including that blowout over the Bills last week. Uh, a JT, five TDs. He not only had the Al Bundy, the four touchdowns in one game, he had the King Kong Bundy, if there you remember go. the WWF star in the mid-'80s where he said, no, not the three count, five was <laughs> was uh, the King Kong Bundy call. So eight straight games with 100-plus scrimmage yards and a touchdown, but – Tampa Bay, obviously one of the best in the league against the run, but Vita Vea still questionable, mm-hmm. obviously would strengthen that run defense. But yeah, I am leaning Indy at this standpoint. You are seeing Tampa Bay juice three minus 15. I don't know if it's going to get to three and a half, maybe a couple rogue ones out there. And that's, I think, the entry point. Great offensive line, Wes. And it finally looks the part mm-hmm. now that everyone is healthy. Indy would be the play. And if it gets to three and a half, it's definitely going to be in the account for me on Sunday. When we get back, we're going to give our opinions on Circus Survivor down to 40 entries. That's next here on the Nightcap on v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. 
Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vcin.com for you to keep up with all the key NFL props. Head to vcin.com to get a current, all the current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value on your plays. Track odds for the MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and much more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game right now. vcin.com slash NFL for all of the information you need to make yourself a little more educated on your bets. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Barnes, Wes Reynolds alongside. Happy to be with you. Uh, Powell Mania mm-hmm. so far tonight at T-Mobile Arena, Wes. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking at kind of the live market right now. Minus one or 170 and a half, rather, the total. Starting to see Duke pick them. Minus one a little bit in the market. 34-27, 635 left to go at the under eight-minute timeout. Paulo Banchero. 18 points, 7 to 12 from the Thor, 3 of 6 from three-point range. So, uh, Paulo already uh, being declared by social media. He's the number one pick we've seen enough. And by the way, I think that point total, 16 and a half it looks like, was that point total. I believe mm-hmm. that's via DraftKings per our graphic. Already has cleared that as they show the uh, spectators there. Brooks Kepka off his triumph in the match today over Bryson DeChambeau at the Wynn Golf Club, sitting right next to uh, Money May, Floyd Mayweather. Kepka, by the way, dominant today, as you said, uh, easily yeah, dispatching one, one a Bryson. Yeah, one at nine holes. They were going to go 12, but uh, Brooks Kepka went ahead and put it to bed, and he got there, I believe he was like a plus 120. Yeah, plus 115, plus 120 in mm-hmm. most spots uh, on the match where they were only scheduled to play 12, as you said. Only needed nine to beat DeChambeau. All right, Wes, Circus Survivor. Neither of us have an entry. If either of us had an entry, I would imagine both of us would be out. Mm-hmm. I know I would have got out uh, at the hands of my uh, at the hands of my New York Jets would have been the one right. to eliminate me with the uh, the Bengals game if I had an entry. Uh, but but Wes, we talked about it with Derek and company at the beginning. You're down to 40 entries after Dallas getting gets beat by the Raiders, uh, and the Detroit entries that were made yesterday also went out. No one picked New Orleans mm-hmm. last night in Circa Survivor, so down to 40. Wes. The biggest favorite on the board is New England, which we talked about earlier. Yes. 14 entries have the Patriots. I don't, even though I think New England's probably going to win that game and be very well covered a seven that's out there right now. I wouldn't want to use it either. I don't want it. I don't want it. This is just, 
a brutal card all the way around. And, and Wes, when I think it's all said and done, I think the Eagles are going to end up being the, either the first or second used team against too. the Giants. I do too. And I was saying that uh, when we had Derek and the crew in here earlier, look, I don't like divisional road favorites in Survivor. I mean, you know, you never want to say never with this because sometimes that's just the way the board goes and you got to take some teams you don't want to take. And I think most of the 40 entries this week have teams they don't want to take mm-hmm. that they're going to have to use at this standpoint because if you look at the entries that have the max amount available, all 40 still have the Atlanta Falcons and all 40 still have the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was the first game I know when we were looking at our entry that we crossed off the list. It's Correct. Like, I have no idea. Correct. So I can't see those teams getting used right now. And then, of course, uh, as Big Ball has brought up earlier, Atlanta does get Detroit at home. So that looks like that might be as good of a spot as any to use Detroit, who, by the way, has all 40 entries, as do the Houston Texans. I think Houston might get used a little bit this week. For the first time here in the 2021 NFL season, the Houston Texans are favored over the New York Jets. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of Texan play. Wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised at all on that. Honestly, where I would have used him, and it's easy to say now, week hindsight one, right? 2020, was week one yeah. against Jacksonville. Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, rookie NFL head coach at least, laying on the road, and Houston ended up getting there. And then they didn't win another game until last week <laughs> in Tennessee. So, uh, by the way, both New York teams still have all 40 entries, as do the Tennessee Titans. There are better spots in the schedule, I think, though, for the Tennessee Titans. I surely don't see them getting used very frequently against the New England Patriots this week. I have no idea what I would do. Because just looking through this, mm-hmm. the the Texans are a reasonable option. I think I, I don't like doing road teams, but picking on the Dolphins, who have played well above their heads the right. last few weeks, and even in defeat, I thought, Carolina played pretty well last yes. week. Yes. I just think Heineke played out of his mind in that game. And if it wasn't for that wild fourth down conversion, Carolina probably wins that game mm-hmm. and may even cover as the three-point favorite they were. Uh, I would, again, I don't know how many entries would actually use Carolina. Probably be, you can count them on one hand. Mm-hmm. But Carolina would be one I would at least entertain here this week. Yeah, and I was looking. I want to go back to Tennessee really quickly because mm-hmm. next week will be the bye week. There's a couple spots to use Tennessee that I think most of these mm-hmm. entries are going to use. And they're a Christmas team as Jack- well. Jacksonville on December uh, 12th. And also, uh, uh, they do have the 49ers in there on the 23rd. And then they also they go on the road to Houston in Week 18. So there is some spots for Tennessee. But I think, uh, to your point on Carolina, just kind of looking through their schedule, if we have that up, uh, you know, this could be a spot. Because, look, Carolina, a small road favorite. And, look, uh, at five and six, it's not really a convincing road favorite, but you look for Carolina. Okay, what spots do I have to use with Carolina? You do have Atlanta next week, so it's kind of like you feel like you got to use Carolina this week or you got to use them next week because then Carolina goes to Buffalo. Then they have Tampa Bay at home. Then they go to New Orleans, and then they close with Tampa Bay on January 9th. So it's like, if you got if you if you're gonna use Carolina, it's gotta I think be this week at Miami or next week with Atlanta coming in. Right, uh, week fourteen, of course, Carolina on the bye in week thirteen. Uh, same with Tennessee that mm-hmm. you mentioned. Uh, you might have some options week fourteen if you somehow survive through the chaos of this week. Right. Uh, the games that I would absolutely not even consider under any circumstance here, Wes, 
And in normal weeks, I think every game would make the yes. list. Yes. Uh, Indianapolis and Tampa, I would not touch in, in Survivor. Can't yeah, do it. And, and Too I close d- of a game. I don't think that there's a lot of entries. By the way, I'm looking at the matrix here. Only three left with Indianapolis. Yep. There are 10 left with Tampa Bay. But I mentioned, you know, there are some better spots, I think, to use Tampa Bay down the stretch. Because understand you want to save some good teams for the end of mm-hmm. this thing at Survivor but you can't save them all. And especially if they're one of the really top teams, because then you don't know, okay, are we going to get to January 9th on week 18 and they're sitting starters. So uh, that's something you got to watch out for, but there are, I think some spots to use Tampa Bay perhaps next week. It is road divisional favorite, which I hate using at Atlanta, but probably the spot if they're saving Tampa Bay might be uh week's uh, 17 at the Jets on January 2nd. That's probably the best spot to use these guys. I would say if Tampa has anything to play for in that game, they will score 40 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, no no doubt on that one. And it's so compressed right now that they may be playing for home yeah, field advantage. They, I, I think they probably will be, mm-hmm. uh, especially, uh, again, well, big game for Green Bay, obviously, yes. on Sunday. We'll get to yes. that later with them and the Rams. You see on your screen with Dallas losing, really, Wes, you have to stay out of the four. That's... Mm-hmm. It, Staying out of the four, not quite as equally as as getting the one seed because there's only one by now, but there is a big difference between two, three, four that there may not have been mm-hmm. uh, even last year because uh, you get the Rams or if the Cardinals fall back, right? it's not what you want in the first round, especially when you may get two questionable yeah, teams because in the six and there's seven. There's a clear line of demarcation there in the NFC, oh, I yeah. think, between even though the Rams have lost two in a row on national TV and look bad in doing so, there's a clear clear line between that top five and everybody else. Oh, 100%. Uh, Wes, I, I want to ask you about this one for survivor purposes because it is one of the bigger lines of the week, and it's silly to say it about a game that's only three and a half points, but it's one of the bigger lines of the week, and it's Sunday Night Football, Cleveland at Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Do you dare play Baltimore with uh, even though Cleveland has the question marks with Baker Mayfield? Browns are healthier. Conklin's going to play. Kareem Hunt's going to play. Lamar Jackson uh, for Baltimore has already said he's 100% going to go after missing last week with an undisclosed virus that was not COVID. Do you dare use Baltimore in a primetime spot against a division rival at home? And to break this down from this matrix here in Circuit Survivor, only two entries left of Cleveland. They all all used them last last week week. against Detroit. And a little bit close for comfort, but nevertheless, it did survive in advance, as Jimmy B would say. And looking at Baltimore, there's still 21 left for Baltimore, uh, which which I think is a team that is going to compete for the playoffs. Now, do you want to use them in this divisional game? And we have seen quarterbacks that have been out for just a game be kind of rusty in their next start back. We saw it, I think, with Russell Wilson in Green Bay a couple weeks ago. We saw it with Dak against Denver a few weeks ago. Might Lamar kind of fall into this standpoint But you look for the Ravens here, all quality teams left. The Browns at the Steelers, uh, uh, then at the Browns again, then the Packers coming in, then at the Bengals, then the Rams at home, and then the Steelers at home. Not a lot of real clear sailing spots to use Baltimore and your survivor if you have them left. Yeah, again, I would steer clear of this one. But look, when you're talking about a week where there's only one team that's favored by yeah. more than four points. You, you don't have a lot of great options. options. That's what makes this tough, and that's why there's only 40 people left in this Yeah, I, again, I would not be shocked if we're talking about single digits left, especially if one of the big selections goes down. We're back with more NFL talk next on the Nightcap.
This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Draft the killer lineup and hunt down a win with the Gridiron Grudge Match presented by Amazon's Hannah. Play free fantasy football and fight for your share of $5,000 at the DraftKings.com slash Prime Video Hannah, H-A-N-N-A on that spelling. Now to get in on the action. Amazon, work hard, have fun, make history. Terms and conditions apply and other eligibility restrictions apply as well. See DraftKings.com for more details. It is the nightcap here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Farles, Wes Reynolds alongside. Wes, we're at halftime at T-Mobile Arena, and what a half of basketball it was. Duke leading Gonzaga by three, 45-42. Yeah, Gonzaga did get a couple late baskets there to make it close. Uh, Duke, uh, or Gonzaga rather, in the first half, I believe here at Circa Sports, minus five and a half. So, obviously, do not cover that number. First half total was just 73 this has shattered that. Now 87. We'll get a halftime line when it's going to be available. But nevertheless, uh, Duke off to a very good start. Number five over number one, 45 to 42. Duke led by Paulo Bonchero, who has absolutely smashed those uh, scoring props. I believe he was at 16 and a half. Mm-hmm. And now Paulo Bonchero is at 28 of 13 from the floor. He leads all scorers in the ball game. 13 for Bolton, 10 for Strother, 9 for Drew Timmy. We are also final in the last college football of the g- game of the day. And uh, Jake Dickard is uh, asking the uh, Husky Nation if they like apples. Huh. Well, they just beat you for the first time in eight years. How do you like them apples? Because Washington State snaps a seven-game losing streak in the Apple Cup. 40 to 13, uh, easily covered. I think this closed at two. It was one most of the week, and then Washington State got the last money. Sometimes when a line is too good to be true, you know, it is. And and there you go. If Washington State defeating Washington, Huskies now four and eight. Coog's going to be seven and five. Jake Dickard uh, making a run, I think, to maybe get that job as the interim. In uh, with the way the environment is, with all these massive jobs open, Think if you're Wazoo, you got to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably what you do at this point. Yeah, I think you should get the job. Yeah. I mean, look, they they were put in a very tough situation. Yes, they were. Where that team could have absolutely packed it in and, you know, guys going in the portal and guys thinking about where they're going to end or who the coach is going to be. I think Washington State just needs to make the move. Don't be like your counterpart that you beat on the football field where you've got all kind of pro problems in your athletic department as now the Huskies tend to their coaching search. Also, uh, college basketball, one result that will be eye-popping to some, Iowa State just taking a sledgehammer to Memphis and mm-hmm. Brooklyn, 76-53. to 53. Iowa State's going to win the uh, the. NIT season tip-off tournament mm-hmm. there at Barclays in, in emphatic fashion, Wes. Yeah, because Iowa State, kind of an unproven commodity, T.J. Otzelberger, now back in Ames, and uh, where he was an assistant for many years. You know, four wins against lower competition, although Oregon State at least kind of has a pulse, and then they beat Xavier on Wednesday night uh, there in the Barclays Center. And to do this to Memphis, who is ranked number nine in the country, 11 in the Ken Palm, 
and is a very athletic team, very good defensive team. But I think what you're seeing with the Tigers, they don't have a true point guard. They didn't really have one last year. So that's going to be something to watch with the uh, Penny Hardaway slash Larry Brown coach Memphis Tigers. Uh, they, don't forget Rasheed Wallace, who's also on that bench as well there, Wes. But uh, Memphis, I, I thought a little bit overrated in the polls. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't be top 10. But yeah. uh, look, uh, very impressive for Iowa State, who uh, that team was horrible last year. Yeah. And a uh, good bounce back so but, far. But for they, they have added a couple transfers. Yes. Uh, you remember Gabe Kalsher, who of transfers course. from Minnesota. Pretty much the entire team in Minneapolis transferred out of that program. Yes, uh, Richard Patino now, of course, uh, in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. coaching uh, New Mexico. Uh, now a uh, new regime there in Minneapolis. Uh, Wes, let's, uh, let's dive back into the National Football League here. And I, I want to I go to the AFC North. We talked a little bit about Cleveland and Baltimore, but I want to go to Cincinnati because this is a rematch from what we saw earlier in the year in week three where the Cincinnati Bengals really took it to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The margin was only two touchdowns, but it felt a lot worse than that two-touchdown margin on the road at Heinz Field. The Bengals right now are three-and-a-half-point home favorites coming off their win in Vegas against the Raiders. Steelers, of course, coming off that wild fourth quarter where they just came up short against the Los Angeles Chargers on Sunday night, 41-37. Wes, we've seen this come down from four and a half because of good injury news for the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have. And going back to that game uh, in late September when the the Bengals beat the Steelers, 24-10, if you look at the stats, you're like, how did this happen? Steelers, (laughs) 21-12 first down edge, 342-268. Steelers did run about 35 more plays. Steelers had the ball, I think, for like 35 minutes, and then Cincinnati 24 and change. But you look, it was really the anemia that plagued that Steelers offense. 4.4 yards per play. That is not very good, and they also lost the turnover battle. But the Steelers offense, I do think, has gotten better since that game. And look, you saw them put up 37 on Sunday. It wasn't enough against the Chargers, but... That was because the Steelers were really the walking wounded on defense, did not have Joe Hayden, did not have Micah Fitzpatrick, did not have T.J. Watt, and also had a a couple other depth guys that are, you know, backups like Isaiah Loudermilk on the defensive line. Three of those four are for sure going to be back. Joe Hayden's still questionable, a game-time decision, but that's what I think kind of the market has reacted to. Cincinnati took the early money, Mm -hmm. and then when you look at what they did with the Raiders last week, it's like they kind of had a no-show Raiders. Cincinnati didn't even have 300 yards of offense last week. So I was kind of like, why is this line moving here? And Pittsburgh, by the way, in the Mike Tomlin era. So it's the whole era, not just a season or two seasons. We've got a pretty extensive sample size here. 44-22-3 against the number as an underdog. 4-1 and one already this year, and they did cover, of course, Sunday night out there against the L.A. Chargers. And I think that they would do it again here. I would, it would have to be Pittsburgh or nothing for me because I'm just not sure. I think Cincinnati might have been a little bit overpriced off that win against the Raiders here, which was really a pedestrian effort. Just looking at Cincinnati last week, I think that game just kind of got a little bit out of hand. Uh, they only had 288 yards Cincinnati. By the way, that's 4.1 yards of play. And if you did watch that game, even though the Bengals won, Joe Burrow took a bit of a beating in that game. I mean, the Raiders' pass rush was getting home. They were hitting him all the time. And I didn't think that he was necessarily 100%. He obviously never left the game and, you know, pretty much went ahead and finished it out, but got sacked three times, got hit a lot more. 
So they had to really rely a lot on Joe Mixon. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball on that Steelers front as well as they did last week. Yeah, and I, look, I'll say this too, because the physicality didn't seem to be there for Cincinnati last week, even in victory against the Raiders. That physicality is going to be there with the Steelers mm-hmm. fully engaged again and healthy again. 41 points for the Chargers last week with no Fitzpatrick, no Watt. That's a totally different animal going against that Steeler defense. And again, we may see Joe Hayden even as well for Pittsburgh. I'm with you. I'd only be on Pittsburgh here. Uh, I would not be surprised if this thing closes three. I would expect this to close three. Yeah, and I think, you know, everybody kind of knows when you've done that pretty much your entire career that when you're a pretty good underdog role, they know that the Steelers are not only Mike Tomlin, but of course also Ben Roethlisberger. So we're still seeing some fours out there in the market. It's three and a half here at Circus Sports. That's where the majority of the market is. But you might see some rogue threes here as we get closer to kickoff. Wes, I want to I want to go to the late slate here, and, and we're going to go to what is a really important game in the NFC playoff, Chase. The Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. and the San Francisco 49ers where the Vikings right now, uh, DraftKings three-point underdogs, even money, uh, juice on the 49ers, three minus 20. Uh, There was a few three-and-a-halves in the market. That has kind of subsided. We're down on two three-and-a-halves in the market here in town, West Total 49-and-a-half. Both teams coming off uh, impressive performance within the last two weeks within their division. Minnesota, of course, beating Green Bay last week. 34-31, 34-31, San Francisco destroying the Rams on Monday night two weeks ago at home. Wes, I, I like the dog here. Mm-hmm. Minnesota plays all these games tight. Yeah. Regardless of the situation, whether they lose, whether they win, whether they uh, manage to lose a the game, they have no business losing like they did against Dallas or even the Baltimore game where they blew a two-touchdown lead. I just This feels like a A very close game that comes down to someone having to make a kick at the end. This feels like a game I don't know what to do with because, like you said, Minnesota, every single game is close. They've only lost, uh, of their losses, one game by more than four points. That was seven at home against Cleveland. They even still had a chance to tie at the end. Minnesota is always in close games. Meanwhile, you look at the 49ers, they're in probably their worst role. Uh, Levi Stadium in Santa Clara has not been friendly to the 49ers. No home field advantage 0-4 against the number, 0-4 straight up as a home favorite. But you look at the market, and the 49ers look like they're getting bet a little bit. You're seeing three with VIG, you know, three minus 15, three minus $1.20, even a couple three and a halves out there in the market here in Las Vegas. So San Francisco is getting the support here. This is not one I was very confident in either way. We're going to look at the other big showdown in the NFC next. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Rams-Packers breakdown next on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Black Friday offer is here, and right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season. Plus, $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited offer. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VSIN.com slash subscribe. It is the nightcap. I'm Jeff Parles. Wes Reynolds alongside. If you quickly want to get your bet in for the mm-hmm. second half of Duke and Gonzaga, second half about to be underway. Duke leading 45-42. Gonzaga minus six second half. So that makes Gonzaga a three-point favorite right now. Yeah, and about 85, 85 and a half on the total. 87 scored in the first half. So 172, 172 and a half. I believe this total uh, in terms of the closing number was only 154, mm-hmm. so obviously well ahead of overpace. Yeah, I, again, unbelievable half. Uh, Paolo making his stake to be the number one freshman in the country with 21st half points for Duke. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, trying to show up old Chet Holmgren, who had kind of his coming out party with uh, Dickie V in attendance on Tuesday night. And uh, look, Paolo Bongero is kind of trying to stay. He's here because I felt really it was Trevor Keels that was the best freshman in the uh, one game in the garden that the Duke Blue Devils played against Kentucky. But now so far, it is Paulo Bonchero. By the way, Timmy and Holmgren, 15 combined, they both have two fouls each. So that is going to be something to watch if all of a sudden one of these officials gets a quick trigger and one of those stars has three. Wouldn't be shocked. 
Wouldn't be shocked if that happens it pretty is Duke, quickly. It is Duke there playing It is Duke, so uh, absolutely. Uh, Wes, I want to hit one more NFL game, and then we'll get into the big games in college football mm-hmm. tomorrow. The Rams on the road at Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers uh, had to show us his broken toe after the Wall Street Journal report of the uh, potential COVID toes. Sure. Ended up being a fractured toe for Rodgers, which uh, we didn't we didn't need to see that image, but uh, regardless. Uh, Rams, though, this opened a pick when the lines reopened on Sunday night. The Rams are now a two-point road favorite off the bye week in Green Bay. Total 47 in West. I know you like L.A. in this spot. Uh, just uh, what? why the Rams and why is this spot so good for L.A.? Well, this is a Rams team coming off a of bye week, and look, the last two times we saw the Los Angeles Rams in prime time Sunday night, Matthew Stafford with the two early pick sixes. It was pretty much good night now from mm-hmm. that point forward, even though Tennessee got held to uh, well uh, under 200 yards, by the way. And Tennessee seemed like they dominated the game because of those two turnover touchdowns. And then what did the Rams do the following week? They went on the road to San Francisco, looked awful. They were road favorites, and San Francisco is pretty much, you know, a wrap from very early on in the first half. So you've got a Rams team that had to lick their wounds, had to go on the bye week, and now, you know, a little bit of extra time to prepare. Meanwhile, on the Green Bay side, and and Sean McVay, by the way, 4-1 and one straight up in ATS, coming off consecutive losses as the Rams come into this game in Lambeau Field, and also 3-0 and straight up in ATS in that situation against foes coming off a loss. Rodgers is the injury that everybody was kind of focused on because of the toe, but he was looking, <clears throat> excuse me, he was looking like he was going to be probable early in the week, and yet this line was still picked. This was already baked into the cake about Rodgers. One of the reasons why I think you're seeing Rams support, including for me, Packers on the offensive line, very banged up. We know <clears throat> they lost Elston Jenkins, the injury, left tackle, but also plays some guard, mm-hmm. really plays multiple positions, probably their most versatile offensive lineman. We know Bakhtiari has been on the IR. The center has also been out for Green Bay uh, for a couple weeks now. So that's essentially three starters, and that being Josh Myers, who's been on IR since about the end of October. Bakhtiari still out with that ACL injury. So now you've got three starters on that offensive line out. And I think that those are the injuries that really don't get priced into the market enough. We always see, obviously, the quarterback moves the numbers more than anything. And then maybe certain skill possession players, whether it's a receiver or whether it's a running back to a lesser extent. But offensive line injuries, I don't think, move the market as much. And the fact that this is moving here because it's like, oh, my God, Green Bay, you know, they had covered like nine in a row. You know, how can they be an underdog at home in this spot? Well, I think they are for a very good reason because I think mainly for those injuries. Then, of course, you get the Rams defense now at full strength. We're going to see Vaughn Miller go and line up with Aaron Donald, who if you go back to that playoff game last year, I know it was 32 to 18 Green Bay in that playoff round in Lambeau Field. I do think that's a different game if Aaron Donald doesn't get hurt in that game and is kind of able to go forward. So, yeah, I, I I know Aaron Rodgers, look, that's the one concern, 41-21 ATS career record in games when the Packers are coming off a loss. But I think they're going to get two in a row hung on them because I also didn't like what I saw out of that Green Bay defense, which had really kind of, you know, a little bit under the radar. I think it carried Green Bay this year. But 
they got exposed a little bit last week because they got some injuries in the linebacking core and also in the secondary, and Minnesota ends up hanging 34 on them. So uh, for me with the Rams, and and again, this is a, this is the one thing that is I still struggle with. The last two data points we saw for the Rams mm-hmm. were really bad data points where Tennessee did barely had 200 yards of offense and Tennessee whipped them because of the turnovers from Stafford. Now, look, if Stafford doesn't throw that whirling dervish right. interception, that game is even even the, even with the pick six, the whirling dervish interception in the end zone kind of that, that one bad throw turned into two bad throws, and then that game spiraled out of control. The 49er game is just completely out physical mm-hmm. by the 49ers. And look, I think you make a really good point on the Green Bay offensive line. And that's the main reason why I'm not going to immediately run to the window and bet Green Bay as a home underdog in this game. Because I think the loss of Jenkins is really something people are undervaluing. Because yes. he is one of the most underrated linemen in the NFL. He can play all five positions. They've been having him as a replacement of Bakhtiari for the majority of this year. And he's played really well. Mm-hmm. And assuming Bakhtiari doesn't flip off of that doubtful moniker that he's in right now, there's only so much you can do against Aaron Donald and a really good mm-hmm. defensive line with backup linemen. So... I, I see your your point. The counter to it is Green Bay was banged up as heck against Arizona. They didn't have any of their top three wide receivers in that game, and they went on a road and beat the Cardinals. They did. I mean, it was a short week for both teams. So that's, it was kind of like a crapshoot, I think, on both sides there. By the way, the Rams, look, have time now to in, ingratiate Vaughn Miller into the defensive scheme. And, oh, and uh, I was going to say ODB. But Odell Beckham is not ODB. He is OBJ, <laughs> apparently, or whatever he is. But nevertheless, last time out against San Francisco, I kind of thought that maybe they were trying to force it to him a little bit. And you, you saw some Aaron throws. And you saw, look, maybe the guy doesn't know the plays. He doesn't know all the route tree yet that the Rams run. So they've had an extra week to kind of get, get that done. Uh, by the way, uh, Matthew Stafford, 9-3 and three against the number coming out of a bye week. We have a Packers secondary that I think is beatable, especially in the red zone. Packers have obviously been good in these close home games, but Matthew Stafford is, has had, although he's 7-13 and 13 in his career, keep in mind that was as the quarterback of the Detroit Lions. He never had as much talent as he does, I think, really on this team. So, you know, this is where I'm going to go back to the Rams a little bit, where you're buying low, although buying low sounds ridiculous when you're a road favorite in Lambeau Field, but... This is where I think you're going to buy low. Out of sight, out of mind a little bit here on the Rams. I think they get it done in Green Bay. Weather's going to be – it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold, but I don't think, you know, not – it doesn't look like it's going to be high winds or, no. or or a lot of snow here. So, I mean, I know that's always a concern for a West Coast team, but the Rams did play there in the playoffs last year. Obviously, that result did not go well. I expect it to be better. This well, time and also around. too, I, I think this, and I know Stafford for the majority of his career, obviously played indoors at Detroit. Mm-hmm. But Matthew Stafford has played more than half of the games that he played for the Lions yeah. were in November or December yeah. in Lambeau Field. So He's, I don't this think is that's going to matter. Yeah, it's not an unfamiliar scenario for Matthew Stafford uh, going there. Uh, Wes, uh, I just want to fit this in real quickly because it's the bottom of the barrel game. Texans laying two and a half against Mm -hmm. the Jets. Why do you like the Texans here? Uh, Well, I mean, look, you have Zach Wilson that's going to come back. And look, we have seen veteran quarterbacks, and I'm talking elite quarterbacks, the Dak Prescotts, the Russell Wilsons, have rust when they come back. 
what is it going to be like for a rookie here? And you look at the Houston Texans, they actually look like somewhat of a professional football team with Tyrod Taylor. Two and one in the games where he has played the full game. And look, are they forcing Zach Wilson? They're having to kind of force him back quickly because you've got Flacco and Mike White in COVID protocol. By the way, the Houston Texans, not very good straight up, but against the number three and one at home this year. So I do like the Texans here. I will go ahead and lay the money line. Look, the Texans have not been favorites all season, mm-hmm. but they are this week. I just think that they're the better team and they're top 10 in DVOA on defense. The Jets uh, now the lone team not to be favored in the game so far this year. Jared Smith going to be with us on the flip side. College football picks and NFL more with Jared Smith next on the nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.